Hello, and welcome to the Macabre Family Podcast. As always, I'm Stephanie, and today I'm here with my co-host, Mikhail! And if Mikhail is here, then you know it is a... Not murder! <laughs> spooky episode. So, before we get into all that, how's your vacation going? Eh. Eh. Nothing exciting? No. 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 Definitely not. Sorry to hear that. Same. <laughs> well, before we get into the story, I just want to thank everyone, as always, for being there for us and being supportive of the podcast. And all the hard, 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 hard work I put in. <laughs> it is not easy, but I love doing it. In the next couple of weeks, after we get all the way back on track, I'm going to be putting together my plans for a Patreon I don't have anything hashed out yet, but I will over the next month or so. So I'll be working on that. Any comments about that, buddy? Thank you for doing this. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to cite my sources for this episode. I watched a bunch of TV shows about this. Ghost Hunters, and that was season 7, episode 12. Portals to Hell, season 3, episode 1. Ghost Adventures Season 4, Episode 6, and Ghost Asylum Season 3, Episode 3. These are all available on Discovery+. Plus. Also, I mass, uh, MassLive.com, HauntedRooms.com, HauntedHillviewManor.com, and PhillyGhost.com. Anything you want to add? No. You ready to hear it? Yeah. All right. Newcastle, Pennsylvania is about 50 miles or so uh, from Pittsburgh and right on the border of Ohio. The Lawrence County Home for the Aged was also known as a poor farm. Do you know what that is? What? A poor farm. A poor? P-O-O-R farm. Oh, yeah. You were listening to a podcast and I heard about it. Like <laughs> all the people that are poor go there with other poor people and, they're and they work. Mm -hmm. So... As he said, there's it, it a place for poor people or very poor. So like basically homeless. Um, also mentally ill and elderly people from the county who didn't have any family. So uh, like you said, they had to work on it. That's why they called it a poor farm. Cooking, cleaning, laundry, working on the land are all jobs that someone could have. It was originally built to replace a Newcastle city home because it was getting old and they wanted to consolidate all the smaller ones into a bigger place. October 19th at 1926 is when the doors officially opened. Would you want to go live on a poor farm? You want to live on a farm, just not a poor farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Perry and Mary Snyder became the heads of the facility. They brought along their two children as well as 12 staff members. As soon as the doors opened, they welcomed the first 20 people into the home. Back then, they'd call them inmates. So they weren't like residents or anything like that. They'd call them inmates. So pretty much prisoners. Kind of. Like when I was looking at like articles and stuff, like from back then, about people dying, they'd yeah. call them inmates. Oh, that sounds like a nice term. You being sarcastic? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure really why they did it, but it's just... Basically the facts. Uh, among 20 inmates or residents was a young boy. They didn't usually allow children, but they made an exception for him. So remember that one. In June of 1944, county welfare officials and the Snyders were accused of incompetency in the facility 
So the Snyders ended up retiring and moving on. Do you know what incompetency means? Not enough money? No, they weren't, they weren't doing their job right. Oh. Like, they weren't handling things properly. With that, is this, like, uh, rumors of that when people died, they kind of threw them into a big grave. They're called pauper's graves when they don't have a marker because, like, you can't afford a marker or anything like that. I mean... But you're supposed to be individual. They kind of just tossed them into a big grave. I know you're grave. supposed to be individual, right? But you're already dead anyways. And if there's no afterlife, then does it really matter? How do you know there's no afterlife? We don't, but if there isn't, and it doesn't really so matter. If, why, we, if that doesn't matter, then why do people get charged for desecrating a human corpse? What's that? When they do bad stuff to a corpse after somebody's died. Oh. Like when they cut somebody up. It's just being like, throwing them into a mass grave is kind of like saying that you didn't mean anything in this life. Here, you don't mean anything in the next life either. Uh, That's why people, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that. That's what you just said. I didn't mean it like that. Okay, well, would you want to be thrown into a mass grave with everybody? Um, no. Depends. So, uh, you know who else did that mass grave thing? Who? Nazis. Never mind. Yeah, so there you go. Mass graves are just kind of like a disrespect to the person. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get that they didn't like have any money or family, but it's kind of like... If... Have you seen Coco? Yeah. If nobody remembers them in the afterlife, they kind of disappear. Yeah. All these people deserve to be remembered, even if they didn't have exactly family. Doesn't mean that they can't, they don't deserve to be remembered. Yeah. The people that they lived with could remember them. Yeah. And want to go visit their grave. Yeah. So that's what it is. In the 1960s, the facility was remodeled and changed into a nursing home. By the 1970s, though, they faced overcrowding, so in 1974, a new section was added called the North Wing, and another remodel was done of the existing floors. Also, a three-story addition was added and some more improvements. Today, it is 85,000 square feet of space. Doesn't Yaya only have like a thousand and fifty-eight? I think it is, right? I don't know. Oh, it'd be like 85 Yaya's houses. Right, big. Um, After a contest to find a new name in 1977, it was changed to Hillview Manor. It was a full-fledged nursing home now. Although in 2004, the doors closed due to financial issues. The new owner's mother ended up buying it and wanting to turn it into condos or apartments, like something along those lines. But once she got into the place and saw that wasn't possible, she wanted them to turn it into like a workspace for offices like an office building. But unfortunately, she passed away before she could do any of that. While they were trying to figure out what to do next with this enormous building, ghost hunters kept asking them to do ghost hunts here. Along with the workers having experience, I think the owners saw it for what it was. It is considered one of the most haunted buildings in Pennsylvania. So now it is called the Haunted Hillview Manor, Manor, and they hold ghost hunts and tours all the time. Any thoughts? queries before we move on nope now we have all the history down let's talk about the spooky of the building being a home for the mentally ill and elderly people as you can imagine there have been a lot of death here 
some natural, some not so natural. There have been countless suicides and even possible murders. I know about the possible murder one. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Is it the one where the guy was like... Well, no, no, wait, stop. You said you knew, so tell me. I think. There you go. (laughs) I think I know. Talk about it. Is it the guy that was drunk and then the people hid them? Him? No. From the counselors or whatever they are? How would that be murder if he was drunk? I thought it looked like he was murdered. No. Oh. Never mind. Okay. So, you jumped way ahead, but all right. Um, A fair amount of people have actually jumped to their deaths from the roof. A doctor at the facility was among one of the ones who jumped to their death. Also a suspicious one. An 80-year-old man supposedly got himself to the roof, then pulled himself up on the ledge and then jumped. Nobody working there at the time could believe that was possible because the ledge is probably about five, a little bit, four, four and a half feet tall. So an 80-year-old man couldn't hobble up to the roof, which is on the third floor, and then pull himself up over that. I could probably barely do that. Yeah. So this one might be uh, a murder, not a suicide. Another suicide is that of a man named Angela, who is said to have hung himself in the West Hallway bathroom. Like I said, there are some deaths not attributed to old age, but to tragic, unexpected endings. A woman named Amanda, who was wheelchair-bound, somehow ended up going down the stairs and dying from a fall. So she got to the top of the stairs and fell down the stairs with her uh, wheelchair. Another tragic death was a man named Eli. He was a regi- resident when it was a poor farm. He was a recovering alcoholic, and the building at the time had a no-alcohol rule. Eli was looking for some booze, so he left the building to get drunk. He passed out outside in the mud. So some of the residents found him and brought him into the boiler room to sober him up and warm him up. That way nobody actually saw him get drunk because you couldn't do, be drunk there. Yeah. So he actually died from alcohol poisoning in um, the cold. So not murder, not suicide, just an accident, kind of. All these deaths, like I said before, were mostly people with no family or money. Once it became an actual nursing home, things changed, obviously. There is a cemetery out back of the facility. A lot of these people, though, were tossed into paupers' graves. Around 1971, some of these bones were being dug up by animals. So not only were they just throwing them into a grave, they weren't burying them deep enough. They weren't burying them six feet down. No. On top of the mistreatment of a corpse by the pathetic burial, they had been... They had... Now there is a golf course next door. And wouldn't you know it, one of the greens for one of the holes is on top of the burial ground. Oh. So now you can begin to see why there would be a lot of hauntings here. Oh, yay. They built the golf course right on top. So now we are on to the stuff we've all been waiting for. The hauntings. But before that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hello, friends. Has curiosity gotten the better of you? Leaving you wondering what could possibly be out there among the stars, or what's lurking in our backyards? Has the enigma of the supernatural intrigued you, consumed your every living thought, 
or the attraction of the uncanny, leaving you questioning all that you have been taught? Well, we can't give you any answers, but what we can give you are tall tales. Tune into the Tall Tale Happy Hour on all your major streaming services with new episodes weekly. Give the demons in your walls some quality content to listen to while they steal your thoughts. And remember, 100% of the time, it's probably aliens, or just poor research. And we are back. So are you ready to get into the spooky stuff? Yes. Yeah. As I said before, there have been a lot of television's finest ghost hunters going to Hillview for investigations. I think Fluffy would laugh at me for saying that. <laughs> oh, that's why I keep getting mad right now. Kind of. In fact, I think literally every television show that does ghost hunting has been there. Because of that, we do have a lot of evidence to corroborate what everybody has been saying. I know that we can only take everything with a grain of salt since it's on TV. But everything they have found has matched up to what everybody has been saying that has lived there and has worked there. Remember that little boy told you about that was one of the first residents that lived here? Yep. Well, it is a, well, it was a nursing home. It is said that a little boy, that this little boy who people believed is called Jeffrey would be the harbinger of death. What? That, That if you see him, you will die soon after. And that's 100% accurate. Probably not. Portals to Hell, another TV show, brought in a psychic to tour the facility. Portals to Hell has um, Jack Osborne. Is that... You don't know who he is. No, I know. Ozzy Osborne's Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, They brought a psychic. When she encountered the little boy, she claimed that actually it wasn't a little boy at all, but a dark spirit. Someone who passed away a long time ago, but was able to alter themselves in order to bring fear. That's what this thing is said to do, is to bring fear to people. Like, it feeds off of it. I suppose that would make sense that if every time someone in the nursing home saw Jeffrey, they believed they were going to die, and that would be scary. So that's fear. So these older people with, you know, dementia and stuff like that think that if they see a little boy, they're going to die. So that's like a big... Thing of fear. There are reports of voices, and there is multiple EVPs to back this all up. A lot of EVPs are uh, when they're having like an EVP session, so the voices are responses to questions asked by investigators. What's an EVP? Electronic voice phenomenon. Uh, so, like the voice recordings. I didn't know if it was one of those things that I had. That's an EMF. A set of brothers went to Hillview because this is where their grandmother stayed and they held an EVP session. During the session, they heard a voice saying their family nickname, which no one other than the brothers would have known. Also, during the episode of Ghost Asylum, they were asked about what was down where they were and a little voice is heard saying monster. And this is on the time clock hallway where Jeffrey is seen all the time. Where they caught it is, like I said, is where Jeffrey hangs out. 
a lot of investigators also have played the flashlight game where they line up, line up flashlights and ask the spirits to turn them on and off. I have a hard time believing this one because they unscrew the flashlight a little bit. And sometimes, mechanically, it will heat up and try to turn back on or turn on because it's trying to make a connection with the batteries. So when you unscrew one... They don't unscrew it all the way. I know, but when you unscrew them a little bit, the metal is barely touching it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But sometimes they'll ask specifically for specific ones to turn off. And if they're saying, oh, turn the red one on and it turns on, then it's kind of more believable than just a random flashlight flickering. Yeah. So I guess that's pretty cool. In every episode and in every ghost hunt, there's lots of banging can be heard with no explanation. There's no heating uh, vents or ACs. And there's no plumbing in the building, so it can't be pipe noise. How is there no plumbing in the building? Everything's shut off. It's literally only for ghost hunting. Oh. Some of it happens deep within the facility, these noises, so it can't be wind either. Footsteps and running is heard as well. One time when a group was setting up the equipment for the ghost hunt, so before they even started, they heard footsteps running up to where they were. When they looked, no one was there. And this happens a lot. Footsteps and full body apparitions. And then when people go and look and see what it is, nobody's there or the person just kind of disappears. A nurse while working there claims to have had a very cold and cloudy figure pass right through her while she was walking from the east to the west wing. People have also brought animals here. Like dogs. Because it said that animals have a stronger sense of being able to see ghosts. A lot like children. It is said that children are more likely to see a ghost than uh, adults. Yeah, that makes sense. We should bring children there, too. (laughs) Uh, I remember when Hunter was little. Mm -hmm. Have we told you this story? Is it a ghost that one of the houses that you used to live in? Yeah, we lived on Old South Road. She had a bedroom that had a door that went up to the attic. Yeah. And she would talk about her friends that were up there. Mm. Needless to say, a big comfy chair ended up against the door because <laughs> oh. it would keep opening too that's weird so i know that for a fact that house was haunted i remember being sent to my room and i kept hearing someone yeah. who i thought was my mom say my name i went down got yelled at because i was out of my room the tv would turn on and off on occasion in uh Gicky would hear um a chair rocking mm-hmm. in the middle of the night above our room when it was in the basement <laughs> she also caught a mist coming down the stairs on a camera on and a she- camera like a video camera. They had those back then? Back, what do you mean, in the 2000s? Oh, in the 2000s. What, when did you think? Like 1990. Yes. Oh. I have videotape of me when I was a kid. They had video cameras. Well, yeah, they had Amazon in 2000. Okay, good. well, they had video cameras back in the days, too, like when Gigi was young. Oh, they yeah. had regular cameras too. That's Where how- do you think TV shows and That's family they- videos, America's Funniest Home Videos, was out when I was a kid? That's how I found out about Amazon in 2000. <laughs> she would also hear running coming down the basement stairs, and then, like, when they got to a certain point, there, she'd heard it jump mm-hmm. to the bottom of the stairs. And it wasn't, like, scary or anything, but you definitely knew something was going on. It was just weird. All right, enough about my ghost stories. <laughs> As I was saying, a lot of dogs have been brought as a part of the ghost hunts, and there are places they refuse to go. It's called the Time Clock Hallway, and that's the hallway that Jeffrey's on. 
Mm-hmm. Um, their dogs will refuse to go down the hallway. The TAPS team brought their dog, Maddie, and on the first floor in that same hallway, the dog freaked out and got startled by something down the hall that no one could see. Did they try bringing in a black cat? No. What does a black cat have to do with anything? I'm just thinking about theories right now. He can probably see stuff. I mean, I'm sure. Animals, black cat. Down in the boiler room, there's a black mass that is said to be seen, which would make sense because that is where Eli passed away. In that boiler room, people get the feeling that they aren't wanted, and many EVPs have been down in that room and have caught someone telling them to get out. Multiple people, multiple ghost hunts have gotten the same response from him. Also in the boiler room, people have been touched and pushed, and women will have like their arm touched or their butt pinched in there. Yeah, so he's a perv. <laughs> yep. In the cafeteria, people have heard piano music playing and have smelled cigar smoke and perfume. With all the death, death at this one place, it comes to no surprise that there would be a lot of spirits calling this place home. It has been there since 1926, and the beginning of it of its origins wasn't the best. The poor farm, ooh, the poor farm that housed mentally ill older people and just played homeless people. I mean, this was the only home they knew. Why would they want to leave it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they weren't ready to move on, you know what I mean. And it would make sense. Why would there be death, suicides, and possible murders? Because some of these homeless and poor people were straight out of jail, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So what do you think of this place? Can we go? Yeah, I was just going to ask. Would you like to go? They do. And it's like, I, th- I think it's like 50 bucks. You can get a tour of it and do a ghost hunt. How long do you have for the ghost hunt? An hour. Uh, well, I don't know how long the ghost hunt is, but I know the tour is an hour and a half. But, I mean, it's in Pennsylvania. It's not far. But yeah. it's right next to Ohio, so that is further. Because Pennsylvania's pretty big. I mean, we could go to Hershey Park on the way. <laughs> I love to go to Hershey Park. Never been. Maybe. I have. I don't think your dad's ever been either. He hasn't? No, I have. Oh, yeah. So, thank you all for listening to our short but spooky episode this week. Thank you for being my co-host. You're welcome. Don't forget to follow us on all our socials. And email us. Yes. Our socials are the Macabre Family Podcast on Facebook and TikTok. Macabre Family on Instagram. Our email is macabrefamilypod at gmail.com. And that's M-A-C-A-B-R-E familypod at gmail.com. Also, like and follow us on all the listening platforms. And rate and review us. (laughs) Pretty please. Yes. And as always, stay spooky, family. Bye! Bye!